Welcome to 36 Questions. I'm Nick. And I'm Anna. And we're a married couple. We got married in front of people. Yeah, so it had to have happened. There are so many witnesses. Yeah, we're in love, so deal with it. Our parents, (laughs) our friends. It was the best wedding that there probably ever was. Yeah, all these couples we're going to be interviewing, they don't know that we had the best wedding. I mean, they probably all had great weddings too, uh, but... Not the best one. Yeah, and if you hear some little pitter-patter, is our dog jumping around under this table? Yeah. So should we talk about what the 36 questions is all about? Yeah, let's tell them. All right. Well, it's based on a study by psychologist Arthur Aaron. It was done in 1997. Arthur Aaron got a bunch of strangers together, put them in a situation in a lab where they met, asked these questions, and developed a a more intimate relationship yeah two of them actually ended up getting married after the experiment which is awesome very awesome they actually ended up inviting everyone else who was in the study to their wedding yeah and it was at least the second best wedding in the world because ours was the first (laughs) ours was the first number one (laughs) uh (laughs) if you want to be a participant of this podcast yeah you can visit our website at 36qpodcast.com Or you can email us at 36qpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And the first season we did strangers. We had two strangers asking each other the questions, but we wanted to sort of switch things up. So this season, season two, we have people who have known each other. Sometimes they're married. Sometimes they're engaged. Sometimes they're just dating. And we wanted to see if people could get even closer than they are. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get to know them now. Let's do it. So today we have Legina. And we have Chris. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and why don't we start with uh, how you two met? Oh, we met through mutual friends. My ex-roommate and his, at the time, current roommate yeah. were in a graduate program together. And we had a dinner party because we were so grown <laughs> at the time, we thought. <laughs> And Christopher was not invited, but because of his roommate's girlfriend, now wife, grandmother died, I think. And so you came instead of her. Yeah, and I was, and I was told that it was a house party. <laughs> and I thought, I was like, oh, that's great. Uh, you know, so we grabbed all this beer. It's kind of old school house party vibe. And we showed up and they were five people there <laughs> and we showed up with like two 30 packs or something ridiculous and stuff. super late because they thought super it was a party late, yeah. so it was like we've already eaten <laughs> and these two jabronis show up yeah. and um i will say you know you i saw the way you looked at me and i said oh here we go and then at the end of the night both him and a very beautiful, I might say, for my own uh, lesbian. They both asked me for my number. <laughs> so I was firing on all no. cylinders that night. Um, but but he, he only called. He called. She didn't. So. <laughs> so in an alternate universe somewhere. In an alternate universe, right. I married to a blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman from the Netherlands. Right. And she's like a war correspondent or something now. I did, I did look her up one day. So. Wow. If you're listening, if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> Write us an email. <laughs> oh. No, you're fine. You get- <laughs> yeah, but like, but don't. I don't know. That was that was then. And how long have you, you guys are married? Yes. How long have you been married? Oh, it'll be five years five next years. month. No, no, no. In May. In May. In May. Yeah. 
<laughs> but we'll be together ten years the next month. That's what oh, it is. What us two? Oh, oh that, this yeah. is amazing. So yeah. our ten year anniversary is February nineteenth. Whoa, yeah. ours is too. Shut no. the front door. You met <laughs> on the same day. Yes. It was, so that's, yeah, it's wild. What's something that's about wild. President's Day weekend? Gets... Right, love's in the air. Well, that's <laughs> my birthday, so I had. Oh, oh. We, we met on my birthday. Oh. Were you out just partying and then? Best present she's ever. Oh. ever <laughs> <laughs> you walked into a cowboy bar in Utah because that's my. That's everything in Utah is a cowboy bar to me. Like it's all Texas Roadhouse. So the bar was called Saints and Sinners. Oh yes, mm-hmm. even okay. better. Right. This is not about us. Okay. It's not about <laughs> us. Let, let's get back to it. Oh, my God, <laughs> oh. that right. is crazy though. I feel like we yeah. have to all celebrate together. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do it. Great. Well, let's get started with the questions. Okay. Question one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, living or dead, who you want as a dinner guest, who would you want as a dinner guest? Oh, that's a hard question because then it's like, do I have to cook the dinner? I don't, I don't like, I, that's so much pressure. Um, if it's a dinner guest that I have like a catered event, someone else does the cooking. Obviously, I want Oprah because I'm obsessed. <laughs> Oprah 2020. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, yes, but I but we shouldn't do that anymore. We need to stop with celebs. <laughs> I like that you're worried about the cooking. <laughs> it's like a dinner party stress. Like I can say you're the first person to, st- <laughs> to worry about the cooking in this question. Um. Uh, so then, so I okay. So then I would choose, and I would also worry about the cooking because I would choose Andre the Giant. Oh Lord! And he, because apparently he would drink like a keg of beer. He's dead. To get drunk, no, it's living or dead. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, like I don't know that. Um, please, um, but yeah, he. I don't know. It would be great to hang out with the giant. We would eat. We would eat turkey legs. Be amazing. Okay. Go out to the bar. He always seemed like such a nice guy to right? me. Yeah, he yeah. seems like a sweetheart. But I have to say that he has to be, the, Christopher has to be the only person since like 1994 to bring up Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Would you like to be famous? In what way? Uh, that's an interesting question. I guess I, I would like to be famous for something, not just famous for famous sake. Mm. You know, I'd like to be famous doing a craft. Um, you know, like I work in advertising. I'd like to be advertising famous. It's funny. We just did a campaign for the one show called uh, "Be Famous Famous." And it was kind of that was kind of the joke is that you win at the one show and you're, you know, jettisoned into amazing fame and stuff so that was kind of funny about fame but yeah i would be like to be you know a famous artist or famous for something as opposed to you know fame for fame's sake oh yeah i respect that honey um i want to be like npr famous i think we were talking about this actually at our christmas party nick um like i want 
so one time I was at a bookstore and someone was like, I heard someone say, oh my God, there's Ira Glass. And I turned around and I realized I would, like he could be, I don't really know what Ira Glass looks like. Like I turned around, there were a dozen looking like nebbish guys with glasses on. So I was like, I don't really know which one it is. And like, that's kind of what I want. Like may, the kind of right people every once in a while, like I can get something made when I probably didn't do all the research for the book mm-hmm. or I get something right. published. Um, but I, I used to really want to be like pop star famous. And then I think with this new way the world is, people are just too mean. Um, so I just want to be famous like so that I get like a seat at a restaurant and maybe some free stuff. But like I don't need to be mobbed at the airport. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. Yeah, swag bag. Swag bag. <clears throat> Question number three. Before talking with someone, do you ever rehearse what you were going to say? Why? Oh, yes. Every, every From a voicemail to a text. I delete texts like five times before I send them. I do it because I think I've just, I was very much grew up always being convinced that I was doing things the wrong way. And so... I'm so afraid of making mistakes. I beat myself up a million times if I say the wrong thing or make a typo or I'm late. I, so I definitely rehearse everything over and over and over. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, I should more than I, than I do. Um, just because it's generally, the more you think about it, probably the better the answer, the, you know, the more thought out the answer. So... I probably should do that more. Just think, think about things before or rehearse what I say. This is actually a trend with couples. One person like rehearses all the time and one person like, I just, you know. Yeah. I just <laughs> Living my life. <laughs> Must be nice. Number four. What would you constitute a perfect day for us? What would constitute a perfect day for us? A perfect day for us would be maybe to go to uh, Central Park with our dog and maybe, you know, a bottle of wine. Maybe it's maybe it's Prospect Park and it's uh, during the Celebrate Brooklyn and there's like a cool band playing and, you know, just having a good day and relaxing day and no worries and, and just chilling out. Oh, we've had a lot of those. That's good that you... Yeah. Those are... Um... I would see my perfect day for us is one like we get up early, so <laughs> get up early and that we'd be like get the fuck out. Um, we get up early and we go to like a farmer's market and we like buy all these things in a basket with our dog, and then we go home, we make it, and then um, then but like then it's like twelve still, so we have some time to like spend alone by ourselves getting things together, and then afterwards we have friends over and relax and outside. I forgot to say that uh, in my perfect day we sleep in. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's cool. <laughs> okay. Question number five. When did you last sing to yourself? To someone else? <laughs> oh, I sing to myself all the time in public. 
probably on waiting. Oh, I sang to myself actually. I was at the second stop on the one train and there was no one there. So I was like, well, let's check these acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. And then I sing to you all the time. I yep. sing to you yesterday. Yeah, I love, I love your voice. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> uh, I sang to myself today getting dressed. And I sang uh, Thin Lizzy's Waiting in the Moonlight. Screaming. Because I just in, in like a Thin Lizzy kind of zone right now <laughs> in my life. And that was technically to me, too, because I could hear you. Oh, you did? Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. I was, it's all about the fans for me. I'm glad we got you in your Thin Lizzy phase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just trying to express it to the world. Uh, number six. If you lived until 90, but could only keep either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years, which would you choose? I would probably go mind. Because, um, yeah, because at 30, uh, my body <laughs> was like, eh. You know, it, was like, well, it wasn't, like, amazing. Like, and you know, I like to think my mind would... It was pretty good at 30. Um, but yeah, I don't know, because you could, like, you could amuse yourself and and do... I expect, yeah, at, at 90, you know, I guess and the uh, to have a 30-year-old body at, at the age of 90 and you're just, like, a crazy person, I guess that, that sounds like kind of fun. It does. Or is you're just stupid? Are you crazy or stupid? I guess that's kind of just reading into the question. However you were at 30, so a little bit of both. That's true. Yeah. 90-year-olds are either crazy or stupid. (laughs) Oh, that's making it in. Yeah. There's Um, there's a t-shirt right there. Oh, actually, I'm very stumped about this. I don't know. I don't really... I was thinking about this other day. I don't particularly want to live until 90, um, until there's vast improvements, especially I want there to be options of euthanasia, uh, elective euthanasia what about the euthanasia every time i say that word which comes up a lot no, every time you make that joke every damn day um i i get i honestly though as shallow as it sounds i would have the body of a 30 year old because i want to be able to move around and whether or not i know yeah i'll keep the body Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Question number seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I actually do not. Well, although I just said I don't want to live until 90, I don't actually think about my mortality as much as you would suspect um, for such a warrior. But I have a hunch that I will die peacefully in my sleep. A gypsy woman told me uh, that I will be, I will die from a combination skydiving paper mache accident. What, Christopher? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I I also don't think uh, about, you know, dying too, too much, but, you know, I guess... You go through life and you just gotta 
keep it moving and not and not really think about that sort of stuff. Because then you, because if you always worry about that stuff, then you might not do something because you're afraid of what might happen. You know, I'd rather look at what could happen if you do this thing, like skydiving and paper macheing at the same time. <laughs> You've never paper mached, obviously. <laughs> uh, number eight. Name the most important thing you feel you and your partner have in common. A sense of humor. Oh. I was going to say the same thing. Oh. Nice. Well, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> Question number nine. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Oh, I, I, I actually am most grateful for my marriage. Um, it has saved me from a lot of things. And uh, I don't think I would have taken as many chances on myself as an artist if I had not met you, um, I just did not believe in myself quite as much before we were together. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to echo that sentiment. And I, I agree. I think it's our life together is what I'm most grateful for. Number 10. If you could change anything about the way you were raised... <laughs> what would it be? Hmm. It was a good childhood, I have to say. Sorry. <laughs> what would it be? I don't... I mean, I guess it wouldn't necessarily change about my childhood. I would probably... I would have not quit... Because uh, I played a lot of sports as a kid, and then I quit certain sports to focus on basketball... And I would not, ha I would not have d done that, because I think, and, and now that I've, what I've learned is that doing a lot of different things actually helps to build skill in in all things. So the mm. more things you do, the stronger that all of those things get. Whereas I thought, as as a child or teenager, that you know I can I would concentrate on basketball, and then that would be better because of it. But when in reality, you know playing football and skateball and other and skateball and uh skateboarding <laughs> oh, yes. and stuff like that and all, all all this other stuff would you know help it just i mean i just think it's more often to broaden than focus i real quick i have to say he tells me stories about his childhood and i'm like did you grow up in like a highlights magazine like what <laughs> it was no it was great that's the thing it's like i it was a pretty what good you, pretty good childhood what you uh I will say that if I could change anything about the way I would rate was raised, not for me, but I wish that my mother would have been able to be a mother and not a mother and a father. Question number 11. Take two minutes to tell your life story in as much detail as possible. Ready? Go. Okay, um, I was born in San Diego, California to a woman who was in the Navy and a man who was in the Air Force. And then I lived in Japan, Texas, Maryland, 
California, Georgia. Uh, I did not become, I was always a hammy, desperate for attention child. And it wasn't until middle school that I realized, oh, I should channel, channel that into something called theater rather than like harassing people all the time to look at me. Uh, then I went to high school in the South where I really became who I was. I had to get a very thick skin because I did not, I had never enc- encountered racism or um, prejudice before until I was in high school. And mm-hmm. I developed a sense of humor around that to uh, to really help me get through it. Um, then I went to college in at NYU, and there I developed street smarts. I realized you cannot smile at everyone, and you certainly shouldn't walk up to any person. <laughs> and don't bring your 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 um, wallet out in the middle of the street. Uh, and I that was when I first ever had like a boyfriend and experience. I, I grew up very uh, religious household. We went to church several times a week, not just on Sundays. And um, so I really started to like start thinking about like religion and life and things I just did not ever, ever, ever think about. A really college for me was really like, wow, what is this? And who knew? Um, and then I, ooh, and then I got married to a wonderful <laughs> man. And I also write and direct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was born in North or in Huntington in Long Island, New York, uh, to a loving mother and father. Uh, my mom's a psychologist. And my dad is a environmental engineer. He owns his own company. And I have an older brother, uh, Alex. And growing up, I was the youngest or I was one of the youngest kids ever run the Cow Harbor race, which is a six mile race through the my hometown which still they still run uh this year and i got in the newspaper and i have like a picture <laughs> of uh me as a little thing like crossing the finish line um and my my family's um a lot they're very passionate athletes i guess is the best way to describe it and and i was um a very good basketball player and so my growing up in my high school um I was all, it was mostly about basketball, um, and, uh, and that was fine, and that kind of, um, transitions pretty well, you know, I was really good, I got, uh, I was on the, I represented Suffolk County in a Suffolk, in a Coaches vs. Cancer basketball game, and that was, uh, something I'm really proud of, um, and then I went to college at, uh, Johns Hopkins in Baltimore, and I only got shot at once, <laughs> Which is something also I'm very proud of. They didn't hit me, um, which is great. And then I still went back, and, and it was uh, it was a very funny thing. Um, and then yeah, I, I graduated school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do in college, and I started cartooning in college, and that I got a source of you know pleasure out of that. And I started, um, but I didn't. I graduated college, and a friend of mine asked me what I wanted to do. Uh, me and my roommate had no idea. And then he asked us, do you want to work on Wall Street? And we were like, sure. Um, and then from there, uh, I changed careers um, after the, the financial meltdown. And I work in advertising now. And then I got married to, you know, the love of my life. And here I am. Um, who is shooting at you? 
It's actually filmed. It's a funny story, and it was filmed. Um, I, we can go into it. <laughs> Can we go into? If you were robbed at gunpoint. No, 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 no. It was actually I. If he was, um, I'm kind of to blame for it. Well, it was like so. I'm in an alien costume, right? And I'm crossing, and in Baltimore, there's uh, Johns Hopkins University is on on a street called Charles Street, which runs basically straight down the middle of Baltimore, and. There's three lanes of traffic, two lanes of traffic going uptown and one lane of traffic going downtown. And um, this is when a skate video called CKY2K came out, which is what Jackass would become. And it was like all the same guys as Jackass before they got on TV. And so we were obsessed with this video. And so my buddy, Mac, who had a camera and an alien costume and uh, was like, hey, you want to put this alien costume on and we'll go film and do stupid stuff um and i was like sure (laughs) um and so i did and so i went and i went i crossed into the street in front of this car which is my first probably mistake and then i did a break dance move in an alien costume in front of the car and i heard and then i got out of the way and i heard uh a firecracker go off and so I'm like, whatever. And I go and I run over to my friend Mac, who was hiding behind a wall filming. And he's like, holy shit, dude, you just got shot at. <laughs> and so we were like, fuck. And so we, we bolted back to the dorm. The, uh, dorm. Yeah, yeah. Frat and house at this point. Right? No, it was a dorm. Oh, okay. We were doing my freshman year. And we, were, uh, <laughs> and we were like, whoa. And we kept watching the video. And then, uh, yeah. And then my, my lame magician roommate ratted us out. <laughs> and the, the tape got confiscated. <laughs> For a while, but um, but yeah, that was it. And if that had been at the right time, you could have been the next Logan Paul. Paul Logan, what is that boy's name? Logan Paul. Yeah, you could have been a right. YouTube well, this star. Was, this Damn was it! Before, this was like before YouTube. Oh, I know, honey. I, yeah. I know yeah. you. I know your age. Yeah. <laughs> Number twelve. If you could wake up tomorrow, having gained any one quality or ability, human or superhuman, what would it be? I would like to fly. Um, I think that would be fun. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to time travel without consequences. Being consequences when you get there or consequences to your body or what? All things. I want to th- do oh, what yeah. I want to <laughs> do. And I don't want to like be like, oh, well, you touched a butterfly. So now oh, we had yeah. seven world wars. Like, like chaos theory stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to be able to just like maybe just do what I want and then come back. Question number. Lucky question number 13. Woo. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life or the future. What would you want to know? Where where is my money? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> am I gonna? I just want to know. Am I gonna have any or not? Because if I'm not, then I can, I can plan my days differently. But right now, I'm tired, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm constantly going to meetings and auditions and submitting and whatever. And if it's not gonna happen, I can make other plans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what would I want to? I don't know. I I wouldn't. I'll be fun. Um, I guess the the maybe the future, but it's you know I'm not really hung up on on that sort of stuff. Yeah, because you're just so like 
Well, I would. Calming, it would. I think it would make me happy. apprehensive to to hear about anything. Like I hate hearing about myself. I don't want to hear about my future. I don't, you know, or, um, you know, yeah. So, I don't know. I guess I'll be lame and be like, I don't want to know. <laughs> Number fourteen. Is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Uh, there's something. I mean, there's something that I. I guess I I want to. I love to surf more or be or snowboard more or do um, be kind of more of an outdoorsy person, hike more, like be outside more. But it's it's tough. And I guess it's not tough, but it's like I it's living in New York City and other things have taken precedent Mm -hmm. over that. Um. And there was something I wanted to do, and I did do it this year. So, yeah, I'm very proud of you. Yeah. I just want to take a second to just needle you a little bit that I've been trying to get him to move back to California for right. And so to yeah. hear you say that, I'm like, whatever. All right. I no, I know, I know, I know. And, and right. why not? Well, it's we like could things... be, be, hike on the weekends, but whatever. Fine, yeah. fine. We can <laughs> hike on the weekends here too. We just don't. Honestly, honey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Uh. I have dreamed of, I know, I know, uh, the things that I dream of that are tangible, like writing a pilot or a movie, I've, I've done it. I have dreams that I can't control, is what I'll say. So that's the thing. I have dreams of having a television show or things like that. Yeah. And it, I, I can make those happen as far as like putting it on YouTube, but I want like, I want Shonda Land, Legina Land. Regina, so, all hand, Legina Land. Um, and then another big dream of mine is to be a mother. And I have not done that yet because I'm waiting to have a career so that I can not just be a mother. Well, I know. Hmm. <laughs> Question number 15. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Wow. Um, I don't know. I'm very, I'm, I would, well, I am the first person to graduate from college in my family. So there you go. I am very proud of that. Bingo. Despite it being a theater degree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that shade. I love that. Uh, I don't know if that really gets to go on like the family crest. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. A little asterisk. Yeah. Uh, but that is, I'm very proud of that for us all. <laughs> yeah. Good- um, I uh, I agree. I mean, they were from the outside. You know, I've, I've won a lot of awards in advertising in my career, and my career's going really well. I'm very proud of that. But I felt more tangibly proud of graduating college mm. as well because I worked so hard at it and it um, and I did it, you know, and I think during that time it was there was like health problems for me and I came back and then people didn't think I could graduate and I did. So that was good. You did it, baby. Yeah. Number 16. What do you value most in a friendship? Uh, I guess sense of humor. 
again. I think, well, I think, you know, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, I just want to have a good time with, with people. And I think, cause there's enough, we get enough shit or everybody gets shit from their life. And I think that the, um, important part of friends is, is, you know, just getting together and having a good time. I value loyalty, but I sound like, like a real housewife saying that. So I didn't want to, but like, I don't, I haven't been like shanked by a bunch of women or anything in my life, but I just think it's, especially after college, it's just so easy for people to not return the text, not, you know, so I really appreciate loyalty. Like we are friends. We, I want to be able to have friendships where if we don't see each other for a while, it's, we pick up where we left off, not being like, well, you didn't call me, so that kind of shenanigans. Question number 17. What is your most treasured memory? Ooh. Okay, so this is, like, very recent. Oh, I feel bad. It's not about my relationship, but, like, um, <laughs> I was recently asked to be on a house team at UCB, and I have never, like, gotten the call you know, like people like get the, you know, in life, like you get, you know, I've had booked stuff or whatever, but I've never had like a call that someone and was like, you did it or you, you made something happen that you tried to make happen for a while. And so, um, as lame as it sounds having, I, you know, I've never spoken to Shannon O'Neill, but like I've seen her and looked at her and stalked her and <laughs> online with that. And so it was like, I know what her voice sounds like. And so she, I was like, before she even said it's Shannon, I said, oh my God, Shannon? <laughs> like as if I knew her. And, it, and only because I just haven't had a lot of like the call. Mm. Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Um, I would say, I guess it's our, it's our honeymoon. Fuck. When we were, I know, I'm just going to rub it in. <laughs> no, it's like I squeeze, it. just turn, you know, no. squeeze a little bit harder. Um, yeah, I think, you know, when we were, um, it was cool. We went to St. Lucia for the listeners. We went to St. Lucia at Sugar Beach. Um, Ad. it was amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Contact me, Sugar Beach. To, to be <laughs> you your would like to sponsor the podcast. Oh, yes. 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 Uh, yes. The Coconut Man is going to sponsor for sure. Love um, yes, sponsors needed. There was a guy who would just be like, he would do this dance. And I don't, I think he was a homeless man in St. Lucia, which isn't that bad. But he <laughs> yeah, was like, he, they'd call him the Coconut Man. He'd be like, Coconut Jelly. <laughs> and he would like do this little dance and, and sell coconut juice or the jelly, which is, mm-hmm. I guess, also in the coconut. We Which got way like, too involved in the lives of the of people the at that, of, of that yeah. whole resort. That was like... That's we... true. Well, it was amazing. That's what I'm saying. I love The that. secret is the coconut man is actually a millionaire. Yeah. Right, his... right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's his wooden yacht. That, that, there was like this wooden <laughs> yacht parked there the whole week. We're like, who is that? Like, it's the coconut man's real... Number 18. What is your most terrible memory? My most terrible memory. Um, I've got a lot of them. But no, no, no I actually, no, I, that sounded terrible. I was going to say, I was going to be like, um, no, I don't, I don't have, I don't have a lot You of them, charmed have, life living. Have, uh, no, I know. Um, but I have so many. <laughs> when the, when the one armed caretaker 
Taker. Taker? Yeah. Taker. 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 You don't um, even know what that, you know. I know. I'm a writer. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I guess it was, so I woke up in the, in, in the uh, hospital mm-hmm. and I looked to my brother who was standing right there and I said, do you know that I was a kicker for the Baltimore Ravens? <laughs> And he's like, no, dude, you've been in the hospital for two months. What? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Wow. Yeah. For, for what? You can't just stop the story. Oh, oh so I was, uh, I was in a car over the break. Uh, when I was in college, I was in a car accident with a, a friend of mine. We hit black ice and ran into a tree. Yeah. My most terrible memory is also a phone call, and it was the it was ten years old, and I had a friend sleeping over at her and her brother, and because um, we were gonna go to the beach when I lived in San Diego, and the phone rang in the morning, and I heard my mom picking it up and just drop it, and started crying, and then she came in and said, "Your father's died." And then my friend at the time, less than half a second after my mom walked out of the room, goes, are we still going to the beach? (laughs) And I understand now as a 10-year-old, like, that's your, (laughs) like, (laughs) that's your world. But I've never been more hurt by somebody. Like, she just didn't get it. (laughs) Question number 19. If you knew you would die a year from now, would you change anything about the way you are living? If so, why? Oh, yeah. I'm going for it. Cock of the walk. All right. Like, I <laughs> I, I think I would... I actually wanted to write... A, I, I did a treatment for a show about a woman who found out that she had cancer, lived her life to the fullest, and then found out after that year she didn't have cancer. But someone else had already made this move at this and it had already been optioned. So whatever. I found that out. Um uh yeah, I definitely I think I would have to let everybody know, like understand <laughs> and I would start like being that person that like gets the seat on the subway. And I, you know, I love that you'd still be in New York for some reason. Oh right, right. No, I, you know, like I would, I would still ride the subway. It's like no, I guess oh, I should. Living my life is just sitting down. <laughs> I'm sitting. No, um, I get. But okay, fine. I would. I, you're right. I would definitely. Not, we are moving to L. A. Not L. A. But like Montecito. Ooh, yeah, or something. Hawaii or something. Yeah, I'd move to somewhere and like hunt fish or something and be topless all day, like. Like, like that. not even sexually, like just that aggressively. That is now my new favorite memory: you hunting fish topless. I'm gonna, be, but in I'd the be river or something. But I'd be like know? aggressive about it. Like yeah. oh, I'm not putting on clothes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, like not sexy. Actually, yeah, that, that dovetails really well with my answer because I would never wear clothes again. Yeah. Never. That whole year. The whole year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going out in a blaze of glory. Right. But going out with my nuts out. But will you stay in New York? You would t-shirt. stay in New York, no, we though. Like many, we have so many T-shirts. Out of this <laughs> but you're podcast. the kind of person that would still stay in New York in your last year of your life, though. Be honest. No, I would. I would. I would travel. I mean, I think, well, in reality, uh, in reality, uh, 
I would travel because when I was in the hospital, I was watching TV and I saw this show about like Spain or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, you know, almost bit the, the whatever, bit the, bought the farm. Mm hmm. And I never visited these places, you know. And so I did. And so I, I after I got out uh, and I graduated college, we, I went with a couple of friends and backpacked through Europe. And that was an excellent time. And I feel like I saw a little bit and, and I, I want to see more. So I would, I would travel for sure. Nice. Yeah. You guys need to go to a nudist resort and just <laughs> get, get, it get, it get it all out. Get it all out. There's time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number 20. Beyond what you value in a friendship, what does having close friends mean to you personally? It's a weird ass. I think it's a weird facet of humanity that there ha there needs to be. There's like a so we're a social animal, right? So mm -hmm. I think that even though I am very comfortable being alone, there's a cert, there's a little voice or there's a little thing in the back of my head, or I think most people's heads. It's like, you know, oh, like, you got to be social. You got to hang out with people. You got to have, you have, it's not their validation, but it's like, you know, it, it's, there's something to being with other, or experiencing stuff with other people that um, is what i value about friendship is that i think i lost the question what was oh, the yeah. what, oh yeah what do you value in friendship what does having close friends mean to you personally? yeah yeah so so that it's the shared experiences that that i think are the most important to me for me being an only child especially i had i had to have friends or else it was me and the dolls you know um and so i think that i in my life have perhaps uh, put more weight on friendships than other people did that maybe had siblings or large families. And so friendship for me was is everything. I need to have someone that I can call or text or whatever. And I, what's sad to me is like realizing at this age, like it, it is harder to call people because she's got her, she's had her third baby or she's in the middle of a meeting or whatever. And I, I, what I really truly value in a friendship is to like oh, have a someone who's always a champion or ear to, to or, or a shoulder to lean on. And um, as we get older, that actually is too much for a lot of people. Question number 21. How important is love and affection in your life? How do you show affection? Hmm. <laughs> um, love is so important. Um, touch is so important. I need touch. I need validation. I need my guy to tell me <laughs> that I look good. Um, I need, or that I, I, for me, I'm a funny girl. I think I liked you most because you said with a belly laugh when one of our first or second dates, <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> um, and so I was like, yeah. Uh, and I didn't say looking after that. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. the funny one. Like, <laughs> you got, uh, but yeah, so I, I, my, I like positive affirmation. Yeah, I think love is very important to me. And I think that it gave me strength when I needed it most. And I think that that, you know, is um, very important. And that's what helps fuel me and, and be kind of creative and, and push 
you know, the envelope and, and things because I know that I have that rock. Uh, yeah. You like touch and, and like food. Food is a big yeah, no, love yeah, showing thing for you. Yeah, food is a big thing for me. <laughs> that, yeah, it's a big thing. Number 22. Share two positive characteristics of your partner. Two. Um, Legina is beautiful, funny, and one of the the most caring people uh, that I know, but also one of the most ruthless people (laughs) (laughs) that I know. So, so that's four. So it's like I doubled it, but it's, um, but you mean ambitious, ambitious. No. And, and, and yeah, ruthless. I wish I was like, get a seat on the subway (laughs) every time. Um, Um, but you tell it like it is, and I think, and I appreciate that. I think that that's one of the qualities that I really admire in you is that there's no, you know, like in Scarface when, <laughs> when, uh, when uh, he's when the I forget the guy's name. So the guy who's the Colombian guy who's talking to Scarface, and he's like, "I like you, Tony. There's no bullshit in you." You know, like I, I feel like there's no bullshit in. And you, Legina. Thank you. Yeah. I had not seen Scarface before we got together, but I had to watch it to just get most of his references. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched Scarface with all of my romantic partners. That <laughs> <laughs> um, sets the tone, I feel. Two positive characteristics. I have to say, damn it, Christopher, nothing gets you down. And it's sometimes annoying, but sometimes it's like, wow, like life, you've been through health and whatever you always see the positive in everything and that's admirable and i feel like ashamed at times because i'm like oh you're right like but the sun is shining and we have food and water um another positive characteristic is that you're smoking hot and (laughs) (laughs) i do think you're super cute and um yeah i'm shallow so (laughs) okay with that how how does wait oh how how close and warm is your family do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's ooh yeah uh, not close not warm and unfortunately the best part of my childhood was that it's over (laughs) Um, my family is very close I would say I don't know if they were the warmest people. Um, I feel like it's there's love there, and I think that they're great people, and uh, I really love my family, but they're not the warmest family. And I think that maybe that's, you know, kind of just a thing. Maybe in, in, in New York and, like, the whole New England, it's, it's like you just you – you're not the warmest people. I mean, you love your family, but they're kind of a little bit reserved and – that's kind of how I felt. And like we, I grew up in a house that was pretty big or big enough that I was on the opposite side of the house from my parents and me and my brother and stuff like that. So it didn't feel like the warmest, but it's, you know, it's not a question of love. I think it's a question of personal, maybe personal space. Like they gave me a lot of personal space, which is great, which is, was amazing, but it wasn't the warmest mm-hmm. thing feeling i guess and both of your parents grew up in city type of so they probably thought right. like oh look at all this space we can right. give our kids yeah yeah, yeah. And so it's it's no no you know 
shade towards them or anything like that. I had an amazing childhood. They're amazing people, and it was it was just a, like a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but and they yeah. Number twenty four. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Oh, <laughs> wow. I feel I feel good. I mean, I think it's we have an interest. We have an interesting relationship. My mom is an interesting person. Um, but I feel good about it. You know, I think I, I love my mom and my mom loves me to death. And so I think that uh, I think it's a good relationship. I think that there's it's not a perfect relationship, but no, no relationship is perfect. So in our own way, I think we're, we're good. My relationship with my mother has gotten better once I learned to forgive, forget, and most importantly, stop comparing. When I realized that I didn't get, I'm not the damn Seavers or the girl across the street with the cute notes in the lunch bag. Once I became a woman, I really realized like she did the best she could and was not dealt a fair hand. And now today I'm protective of her and I care for her deeply. Question number 25. In what way do you feel your partner has changed you? You've changed me? Oh, patience. Patience and like, you don't have to say every criticism that comes to your mind. That has been, I'm not kidding you, a, that was like my big bang. I I was like, oh my God, just because someone annoys you, you don't have to tell them that because it makes your life better. Um, I know you're probably like, what, when, where? But like, <laughs> I, you have really taught me patience and um, kindness. Uh, I am scrappy and definitely have had like a lot of things taken from me. And you have shown me that like, it's okay to share. It's okay. <laughs> like you will feel better afterwards. And um, that's been nice. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you've shown me uh, a way to live, um, you know, in a very healthy and clean way. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to make it sound like it's so base, but I think it is, you know, there are very, you know, there are things that, you know, you've helped me to, to figure out and learn that just make life better, right? Mm -hmm. So... So I'm very, very positive, very happy about about that. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Number 26. Name something your partner hates. Oh, that you absolutely love. Sleeping in. (laughs) I think, yeah. Right? um, I would say the records. Oh, really? (laughs) Interesting. But I've grown to love it. But like, yeah, I also hate the sleeping in and you love it. Yeah. I know you would hate the record. So that I just am like, there's Spotify. I don't know why That's we true. have to go. Spotify also, looking for sponsors for oh, the podcast. Yeah. Please, yes. This is a great, <laughs> great place for Spotify. Oh, my God. Um, something that I 
love you hate is ugh, getting up early. <laughs> <laughs> Get up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like I but the thing is yeah, I like to get up early. Um, but the thing is, I don't feel like you Yeah, get up. Get up early. Yeah. <laughs> At what point did you know you wanted to marry your partner? Oh, well, actually, I did see it. I really did go to a fortune teller. <laughs> before, and she told me that I was going to be meet the... Man, I was going to marry. But she said the summer of the year that we met, mm. the summer of 2008. And um, so what was funny to me that I stupidly was like, well, I, we met in winter, so I don't know about this guy. Anyway, I had a dream one day. And I was walking down a beach, and I, I turned around, and a man with brown hair waved at me to come over and we were celebrating our anniversary. It was the one where like I was, like wrote I love you in the sand or whatever. I was wearing braid. I had braids mm. at the time. Mm. And I don't know, I was like way ahead of you, but I didn't realize it. And I turned around and you were waving at me. And I was like, oh my God, the man with the brown hair. This is summer 28, 2008. So that sounds really crazy. Maybe we should go. <laughs> but I was like, oh, no, we're going to get married. Good. I got that, yeah. <laughs> um, I think... So we were living in Carroll Gardens. Oh. And, uh, Walk up. Yeah. And I got uh, into school, and then you wanted to go with me to, you know, because I was going to grad school, and you wanted to travel with me to Miami. And then we went to Prince, right? Um, we a got Prince concert. before this, honey. You should have. No, no, no. When, no, no. I know before that, but then. You know, I think when, yeah, when I was. <laughs> so you're like, it wasn't until after we got engaged, like, I'm going to make this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that was the time living in, in Carroll Garden in that. Because that was one of, that was our first place together. Yeah. Yeah. It was, we were living together and that's when. Honestly, though, but you told me that you wanted to marry me way before that. So <laughs> I think that's hilarious. You told me you wanted to get married to me before we got, we moved in together. You were lying. <laughs> uh oh, now they're going to get a divorce. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> Number 28. Think of one more thing you like about your partner, but make it something more silly or trivial. I like the way you cook <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is my delivery silly enough? Um,. I like the way that you always wake up late, but in like a grumpy mood. And then it's the only time I ever see you be grumpy. <laughs> like you're always smiling, yeah. but you wake up every day. One eye open, angry. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Just not. Another day. Yeah. <laughs> every day, one eye. It's so funny. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Oof. Sixth grade camp. Uh, did not, was not the hygiene monster that I am today. And uh, thought it would be a good idea to put my dirty underwear 
in like the side pocket of a duffel bag, but I guess I forgot to close the side pocket. So the bus driver's throwing everybody's luggage out from the bus after sixth grade camp. We all look like hell. And a bunch of dirty underwear for a 12-year-old girl goes full, I mean, everywhere. It was blowing in the parking lot everywhere. Like people were running to get my dirty underwear. Teachers, parents, boys. Um, And I could and still could, I could have died. (laughs) I tried to act like it wasn't mine. (laughs) Um, when I was, oh, fuck it. I'll do, I'll do, I'll do the real good story. Um, I was going to do a fake one. No, not a fake one, like a a kid one. But when I was working on wall street, I had a toothache. I got it like a, and, um, I decided instead of going to the dentist, I would just, you know, start drinking, right? And this was the the um, this was the the night of the office party, which was at the city winery. Oh which, yeah. Um, and so, and so everyone they went where they went, but I went went to the the bar to pregame solo, um, <laughs> for whatever reason, because I my tooth hurt, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna get drink, and then you know, whatever, like it'll it won't hurt as much. And then, you know, basically jump cut to the next morning. I oh, get no. into work and uh, some dude hits me up on instant messenger like, dude, do you remember what you did last night? And you whipped your dick out at the company party. Oh, my God. And I was like, no. And I thought he was fucking with me. And I was like, no way, dude. That, that's bullshit or whatever. I did not know and then this. and then he and then I said something that my grandpa used to say when he when his fly was down and he used to say advertising pays <laughs> and that's what i said and then so you knew it was you huh you knew it was true i mean yeah i mean yeah and then like everyone i mean they it was kind of like a. It, i mean this was i hated my job it was like it was i was already on the outs with them so but yeah, so that was a very, very embarrassing well, moment. You have a beautiful penis, honey. I'm I know. Sure no, I, I'm advertising sure does pay. it adds to the that's, the, that's why I work the ambiance of the party. Like, oh and it's all oh my god, that's so hilarious. I had no idea. Okay, number thirty. When did you last cry in front of another person by yourself? Um, I, I guess the only I remember. I tr- last time I cried, I haven't cried in a long time. Um, I wanted to cry like when I, but I've always been like, no, be stronger because that's what you know they want, mm-hmm. and where and you know you can put whoever they is at the time into that. So I don't. I'm not a big crier. What yeah, about you? No, you're not. Um, oh, I don't even. I mean. Well, first of all, I've learned. I also learned through therapy that crying is healthy. So, I cried maybe Thursday. Sometimes it's just like you know what I'm stressed. Yeah. Like just cry now because before you do it in front of someone is what I've learned. Especially you don't want to be that girl that cries at work. So I cried on Thursday when I lost a. Um, we'd already booked a space for the short film I'm directing on Monday, and they reneged on it. And I was like, it's Thursday. And in front of another person, um, 
so then I actually did also cry on Friday on the subway. <laughs> um, I cried on the subway, but it was like more of a, I thought of something, a tear came to my eye, and then I looked over and this woman was like, are you okay? And I was like, oh no, because mm. I really am okay, but... Out of cry. And then I had to write all the way to my. We got off at the same stop, and then you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So it was just like fuck. Question number thirty-one: What is something you feel other people like most about your partner? Oh, well, you know what actually annoys me is like everyone just like likes you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. Like what? I feel like I have to work for it. Um, <laughs> So, so one thing that everyone likes about your personality, um, everybody remembers you, everyone thinks you're cool. That was the question, right? Yeah. I think, you know, and, and it's the same, everyone loves you and thinks you're cool and, you know, that you're funnier than me. But it's also, I think that this is a, a, a you're very a def, you're a decisive person and i think that that is more important now than ever because there's so many options and choices and we were at a friend's wedding and everyone or it was like and it was a small wedding it was like six people and it was like the dinner sorry and like it was just like who's gonna and everyone was like i want to and it was just like no one could make a choice about anything and then but like legina really took charge and i remember someone being like telling through hearing through two other people that she was so happy that you did take charge because <laughs> we ended up getting food because if no one took charge we'd have never gotten the food like food or wine or anything so uh i think that your decisiveness is is what people like enjoy i love that bossiness has changed evolved over the years to decisiveness i'm really excited about that <laughs> <laughs> um number 32 what if anything is too serious to be joked about. Oh, but <laughs> the wrong person. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll joke about anything. This man was at the 9-11 museum. No. Yeah. Doing, a, doing, a, doing a fast five. It was... <laughs> What's the deal with terrorists? It's a captive audience. So. I was like, and to the point where I was like, okay, like, I'm the person, but if anybody else hears this, it's not going to be Okay. <laughs> Um, what if anything is too serious to be joked about? Once again, I am a feminist, but I do, I am also a comedian. That was my first love stand up. And I just, I'm worried about comedy. I'm worried about people being so triggered about everything. So I will say that it's off limits to make fun of anyone who cannot fight back or is not mentally well to comprehend that they are the butt of the joke. Yeah, I think some things are just not funny. Yeah. You know, some things are just not funny to me. And I think that whether that's, you know, it's a topic that's too serious. It's not too serious. It's just at this certain time and place. It's, you know, it's not a... not great to make a me too joke you know what i'm saying or something like yeah. or something like that or like a woman's march joke or something because it's uh. it's not it's not <laughs> Both things i've made fun of within the no 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 but i think or, that or not during make, the, yeah the time a certain time and place you can but i think that it just like that is what i think for me is if it's funny or not is like that's how i gauge it usually yeah question number 33 if you're ready to die suddenly 
<laughs> what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them? Oh. Oh. Ooh, you know me in my mouth. I'm very upfront emotionally with people. Uh, I would like to tell certain people in my family how much that their actions were avoidable and uh, hurt not only me but other people. And I haven't told them because I foresee living much longer and do not want to bring that drama in my life. Um, I would regret not telling certain people, you know, that I love them more mm. than than I do. Because I think I could say it more. Number 34. Your house catches fire. Okay. Oof, no. <laughs> After saving loved ones and pets, what one thing would you save? Hmm. What would I... I guess it's it's my you know, my cartoons maybe. Yeah. I was going to say the records just to piss you off, but... <laughs> I was thinking, I, I knew you would say the records. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, um, if you ran in for those damn records... Right. Well, I'm sorry. I'd throw them I back onto the... collection. I just <laughs> got do. a Thin Lizzy record. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. You know this is my... Now, this is my biggest fear, is the fire. I have... Yeah. We, we have a... We do live in a townhouse, three floors. I have a fire extinguisher sure, and on every floor, and I will get one in every room. Despite what yeah, some, that's okay with me. Okay, um, <laughs> but actually, if my husband's out and my dog is out, I think I would go and save. I need. I oh, I have so many external hard drives. I gotta get them because I don't. Yeah. E- you know, I don't email myself final things. I need to get on the cloud thing, and then I wouldn't get anything. Yeah, I think Anna would say her hard drives as well. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. No, that's true. You yeah. know, there's not enough cloud storage, so. Right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Question number 35. Of all the people in your life, whose death would you find most disturbing? Why? Well, uh, yours, Christopher, would be very inconvenient for me because it's not the plan. <laughs> I think also just like I... You know, I found my lobster, and I don't want to deal with any of that. I, I think it'd be very, very hard if you passed. Oh, I mean, you know, away in our youth would be very, very hard for me. I think about this a lot, and I'd, I'd have to say, Pee Wee Herman. You're such a <laughs> um, no, uh, no, yeah, it's it's you know, I, I think it would be you know, of course, it'd be it'd be eulogy and it's like i can't i couldn't picture my life without you in it you know (laughs) you'd have a lot more money and a lot more italian sandwiches so (laughs) i know i would have got away with it too (laughs) wasn't for my meddling wife (laughs) oh number 36 if you've shared it with them in the past 
what's the most important advice you can, even if you shared it with them in the past, what's the most important advice you can give to your partner? I would say... You know, do go after do what you love. Put put it out there because it's you know it, it's that's what life's about. That's what passion's about. I think that you know there's a lot of blocks that we put ahead of ourselves and be like it's going to be embarrassing or whatever. Uh, actually, or it's like embarrassment is nothing. Mm. It's, you know, do what you want to do. And if you think it's right, do it. And I think that I wish I had done that my whole life. There's a lot of times when I, you know, pulled back or didn't do, didn't go at something 100% because I was like, oh, no, what will people think? Mm -hmm. And the the truth is, it's like, fuck them. You know, who cares what they think? You just got to do it. Um, yeah. I would say for you, um, you've always got the ideas, and I, my advice for you would be to pace yourself and give yourself enough time to work them out um, so that you're not rushing or because then you miss the small things when you, and those small things can sometimes obscure the big picture. And also please stop eating so much cured meat. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not healthy. All right. Well, those are the 36 questions. You guys did it. Yay. Yay. Oh my God. I didn't cry. And I will send you your grades later. I will send you your grades. You guys are great. Uh, but you're not done yet. There's one additional part of the 36 questions. And this was part of the real psychological experiment. So at the end, Arthur Aaron had the participants stare into each other's eyes silently for four minutes. Wow. No talking. You can't talk or joke or laugh. Oh. Uh, but he argued that in a, anybody's regular day, you don't stare at each other's eyes at all, even if it's your partner. So we wanted to keep this as part of the experiment. Mm -hmm. And he actually noted that, that it may be one of the most intimate things that you can do with a person. Wow. <laughs> they don't seem excited. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> Let's get it going. All right. And for the people who are listening to the podcast, there's not going to be four minutes of dead air. Uh, we will we'll cut, <laughs> we'll, we'll cut, cut it out. <laughs> um, but believe us, they really will stare at each other for four minutes. All right. Three, two, one. How is it staring at each other for four minutes straight? It actually went by faster. Um than I thought it would, but it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, we're, I see why we're, like, my, my boo. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. It's like nice. Because I think, you know, there's something to that point of you never stare for an extended period of time unless you're, you know, a maniac. <laughs> and, we're, and we actually, um, we have a lot of, we have opposite schedules. I mostly work... Right. At night, you know, rehearsals and meetings and things like that, or 
So we spend a lot of time, like we don't even sit across from each other at the dinner table. <laughs> he sits on the left and I sit. Well, I think, well, I mean. Why do? Uh, why did we start doing that? No, I, I like I like that. It's kind of like, an, you're like kind of catty corner. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's just like, it was like a logistical yeah. thing. And then like, you know, we're sitting on the couch and then it's just like, I don't really stare into your eyes and we're walking down the street and like, okay, we got to get to the subway sure. together. So let's talk about this. And then I don't really stare into your we should be lovely fo- we should eyes. Focused, holding hands and walking side. side <laughs> you don't want to be those weirdo couples. <laughs> walking like crabs. Yeah, crab yeah, <laughs> people. <laughs> so, what did you think of the questions? Oh wow, they were cool. I mean, I think they. Yeah, I mean, and you sit. You mentioned they're like some of them are darker, and they they do they do oh. feel a little yeah, exactly. I feel like it's the same kind of thing but it's like maybe a little different shade of to me it's just like kind of like i feel like at one point you know in the early in a relationship you know laying on a floor somewhere in a crabby apartment stoned and like maybe we might have talked about mortality you know or something but i never i, did, I had never heard the dick out story and i've never <laughs> um and i also didn't know I assumed you didn't think about death a lot but i was like yeah. okay good to know like i know you yeah yeah like you don't think yeah. about these things i don't um, I also don't think that I'm as crazy as I thought. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Did it bring you closer together or further apart? Oh, closer. I think closer, yeah, yeah. I think this was nice. I mean, I think it's, you know, I would be interested to hear. I, guess, I don't know. I mean, I guess if people hide themselves away, it would be like, oh my God, I didn't know that about you or whatever. Yeah. But I think that. You know, I think these are interesting questions. I think it's, like a, it's a good exercise. I feel like you should do it, like, at the beginning of a relationship, and then, like, years later. Yeah, that's that's an interesting. Uh, we'll have fold. you back in uh, 10 years. Yes. In. Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> February 19th. Or all of our, it'll be all our 20. All our 20 year anniversary. <laughs> we'll all have five dogs. <laughs> so we always have a lot of performers and comedians on the podcast. So if you have anything you'd like to plug, your social media or any shows coming up. Yeah, so thank you for now, being on the show. Now is your chance. Uh, my first character's welcome show at UCB East as the Lower East Side is on February 19th. What? Monday. I know, right? <laughs> and I canceled our 10-year anniversary trip oh, no. to do no. <laughs> oh. See, ruthless. See, ruthless. <laughs> I no. said, cancel it. I'm working. Um, wow. Anna, 19th. do you want to go see a show on our 10-year anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Like, yeah, like, wait a minute. Uh, it's coming up. And Christopher has a book that I he... A, yeah, I wrote, illustrated, and wrote a coloring book about my dog. Whoa. It's called Frenchie for Hire. <laughs> it's really funny. Follow follow us on Instagram at Frenchie for Hire. And, like, there'll be... You can buy them on Etsy now. Um, What's your handle on Etsy now, babe? It's a good dog books. I haven't 100% set up the shop yet, oh, okay. but I think the best way, if you, yeah, f- just follow Friendship for Hire on and Instagram. Then, on Instagram, and then we'll uh, we'll get the shop up pretty soon. Awesome. <laughs> and if you are listening to the podcast and you'd like to be a guest on it in the future, you can go to our website, which is 36qpodcast.com, or email us at 36qpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be a sponsor, 
Yes, Spotify. I was Spotify. 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 Oprah. So, Oprah. Soda Stream. Oprah. Soda so Stream. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you go? Andre the Moon? Giant's family. Yeah. St. Lucia. St. Sugar St. Beach. St. Lucia. Sugar Beach. The, the coconut the co- guy. The coconut, coconut man. Guy. You, you coconut can sponsor. Coconut jelly. Coconut man. Yeah. <laughs> We would love to sing that song at the start of every podcast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And also leave us a review on iTunes. Anna loves them. She reads them every morning, the same ones over and over again. (laughs) That may or may not be true. (laughs) Anyway, thank you again. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. This was wonderful.